I'm your boy Royalty. And yo, it's your boy Young Fly Dinneris. And together we are known as the Hip Hop Rejects. This is an all hip hop podcast, and all we like to talk about on this podcast is hip hop, uh, anything that has to do with the hip hop culture, music, rumors and music, rumors and hip hop news, and all that stuff. So, you know, that's how we do it. So, what's up, y'all? Man, chilling, man. Getting ready to hit the road, get out of town for a little bit. Yeah, so I heard you're going to uh, to Disney. Yeah. I, it took me 30 years to get there, but you know what I'm saying. Hey, man, it took me 29, so, hey, we're in the same, we're in the same boat. Shoot, man, and I'm the one to shoot. I wish I would have went when I didn't have to spend, when I didn't have to spend the money out of my pocket, and my parents would have been the one spending the money. Would have been a whole lot more fun that way. And that's why it took me 30 years to get there. <laughs> Shoot, man. But nah, man, you're going to have a blast, though, man. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Star Wars Awaken um, Park. It's finally open, so. Yeah, I never get in. I didn't even get a chance to check that out. They were, I think they were working on it when I was there in December. And so, uh, no, nah, I want to I wanna eventually go back, though. But I want to, I, I went for like a, I went doing Christmas. And I just went for like the, Went for the weekend, so I was traveling on Christmas Eve and was there till like that Sunday. So, but it was still fun though. A lot of people, man, a lot of people. The only thing that's gonna suck about going like right now is just that man, that heat is gone. Man, I got everything I need. <laughs> I went to the grocery store. I got plenty of Gatorade, plenty of water, sunblock. You know, I got a fitted hat collection. You can always see it behind me. So, I, I I'm good, man. I'm taking I'm taking some towels so I can keep a. I well I ain't got the uh, a towel, you know the thing 
that you um wet with water mm-hmm. and you snap it and it get cool. Yeah, yeah, I got that too. So cool, you know cool, what I'm cool. saying? I'm I'm prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a whole lot of fun though. All right, man. Uh, a lot going on this week and hip hop and a lot of stuff going on in general as those who stay in the United States know and stuff like that. Um, and those staying abroad, I don't know if you guys probably been watching and watching the news, but we'll give you, we'll fill you guys in on, we'll touch on that a little bit at the end of the podcast, kind of give, you know, thoughts for those who probably may not know or may not have access to see or know what's going on. So we'll touch on that a little bit later, but first off to kick off the podcast, we got audible. Well, with audible, uh, they have over 180,000 books. Uh, this is a great way to support the hip hop rejects podcast by doing this. You guys can get uh, one free audio book of your choice. Uh, it can be hip hop related, self help books, all type of books they have on there. Uh, I know me, myself, and, and me and Young, we're not, we're smart guys, but we're not, you know, advocates and fans of, you know, reading quite a, quite a, a whole lot. So Audible works great for us. So, um, but you guys can take advantage of this, of this offer that we're offering the listeners of the Hip Hop Rejects by going, using our link at audibletrial.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects. Yes, yeah, righteous. You know what's so funny about that? I can write all day, but and read what I write but to read something somebody else but like I don't even read long stats on Facebook <laughs> yeah me neither I kind of like I, I skim a lot of long posts sometimes yeah and the, but that's a good thing about me when I can skim and remember what I've skimmed through oh yeah 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 so, all right. Uh, we also got another way to support the Hip Hop Rejects podcast. We got uh, you can do that through PayPal. Uh, we have a PayPal donation link uh, on our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects. Links will be to the very right of the page. Uh, you can check that out through there. Um, any amount is uh, greatly appreciated if you, if you guys would like to. Um, and then you also can check out our t-shirt shop at shop.com, uh, shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash the hip hop rejects. We got a lot of new logos and designs in our spread shop and our spread shop shop, um, including like, uh, a public enemy version of the hip uh, public enemy logo with a hip hop reject spin on it. And we also have the official, uh, hip hop reject logo on there as well. So, uh, make sure you guys check that out. Grab yourself a t-shirt, uh, take a picture of yourself, load it up to Instagram and we'll give you guys a shout out on the, on the next show. So, all right, young man. So, Got a couple things going down this week in hip hop. Uh, we're gonna kick off the show with talking about Travis Scott. Uh, the boy Travis Scott just signed a streaming deal with Apple Music. Um, for those who know who Travis Scott is, Travis Scott is uh, Houston, Houston, um, Houston-based rapper. Um, actually signed to Grand Hustle, um, and so he's primarily. And which is kind of the thing that's weird about this this whole thing when I was when I was looking when I was looking at this when I heard about this is that his boss T.I. is part of title see the thing is is that um, with these streaming companies it's not a it's not geared towards record labels yeah they geared toward the artists themselves and the artists received the proceeds cutting out the record label and the middleman. So that's why these artists that I don't like the same labels can decide which company they want to go to. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's, this is this is like you know, it's looking it's starting to look like the new form of the like you were saying, you know, it's like a this is a new form of it's almost like the new record deal now. So it's like now you got to get a record deal, and then you got to get a deal with a streaming service. I mean, right. which is which is I mean, which is I mean, compared to the, today's um, technology and things with you know, as far as independent artists, how you can easily get on a lot of these services now not really that hard to do i mean i'm pretty sure they have you know a lot of the major artists that are signed to the major label they have some of course some perks that go along um as far as in their deals or whatever compared to you know the regular indie artists that can just go to a tune core or reverb nation or um any other you know uh hosting site that does anything with music so um, but yeah, so Travis Scott joins the joins the roster of Drake, Chance the Rapper, Future, Dr. Dre, Bryson Tiller for real, and Taylor Swift on, on Apple Music now. So it's like the war war still going with the uh, with the war of the of grabbing artists, which is with title and Apple Music. Mm, yep. But it's more. I mean, but I mean, okay, so. And for me, it kind of seems like it's just exclusivity of um, releasing of content. That's what it seems like. They're only just signing them, signing them for. So it drops first, or it comes out first, or it's exclusively on there for a limited time or whatever. Because a lot of these, just like the, uh, just like Drake's album Views was on Apple Music first, but it eventually showed up on Spotify and stuff like that. On stuff like that. So it's really just a. it really seemed like it's just uh, to grab the first week or cu- first couple, you know, first couple weeks, first couple of days, sales or streams on a particular, you know, on a particular project. So, um, but now we'll see. That's a but that's a good look though for Travis Scott though. I like, I, you know, he Travis Scott, you know, looks like a very weird dude, but I like his music though. So, yeah, I was listening to um, them on Sway in the morning when he was on there, and they was like, you know, telling him. He was like, man, I just wanted to be original. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's yeah, he definitely definitely original though. And I mean, like I was watching the, uh, we had this conversation. I was walking the uh, watching the inside label on Grand Hustle, and then they brought in an idol. I shoot, I had no clue he was signed. He was part of Grand Hustle, so he definitely got my. You know, he I mean, it made me like him just that much more. I already liked him before I heard and saw that number TI fan anyway. So. I'm pretty much down with a lot of anybody that comes out of the Grand Hustle camp. So, um, but yeah, all right, man. So uh, we got the boy Big Crit. Um, Big Crit has left Def Jam Records, um, and he is um, not going to a different label or anything. He is going the independent route. Um, I think this is a big thing, and I saw this. You know, I saw this coming from really far, far away, um, and it's very how I say is very common with, you know, rappers like like a big crit or like the you know, the caliber of artists like a big crit, you know, because they didn't really the people people love Big Crit, but the label wasn't pushing them like a Drake or I mean Drake is not Def Jam but just to give an example like he's not they're not pushing him like Drake or they're not pushing like all, all the other artists that are on that are on Def Jam when he when he was dropping something and that's that's part that's a really big problem with Def Jam and shoot and that's actually with 
Um, actually, with two Mississippi artists they had, I don't know if Jay Lopez is still with. Uh, he's another Mississippi artist that was signed that was signed to Def Jam, and this was like some years ago. And um, that's he was signed to Def Jam. I don't think he's even with them anymore, and that's a really big problem with them. But you know, I don't think that with Chris, I don't think he's gonna have any problem, man, because he he produce, he write all his stuff, so. Is he's not gonna have no hard time. He's gonna be. He's probably gonna make even more money now, going independent now more than anything. That he's cut out the cut out the middleman. Right, and um, you know, shelving an artist is like wrong, man. Because only thing Creep been doing over the past, you know, a couple of years was putting out mixtapes, you know, and he did that on his own time with his own money. So what did y'all have him doing at Def Jam? Was he just ghostwriting? Yeah. You know, and why a, even? And his situation is very familiar to come in that situation when he was signed to Universal. And it was like, you know, the label, you know, label didn't know, you know, what to do. They didn't, you know. You know, they feel, the execs feel like, okay, what's a hit, what's not a hit, and stuff like that. And, you know, Kamina was in limbo after his uh, after his second album and was in limbo of releasing the album Venom. And Venom never came, but he just kept dropping mixtapes. But his mixtapes was always doing doing big numbers. And then, you know, I know Kamina would always say on his mixtape, you know, the label was trying to control his mixtape releases too because he was making he was doing such big numbers on his mixtape releases. And so they was trying right. to trying to, you know, get a piece of that pie. So let's see, that's the thing. Albums gonna do as well as mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, albums that nowadays they don't. Um I mean it's more of a I mean, yeah, one one thing is that it is free, but I mean it's just the it's just the freedom that you have on mixtapes versus you know, you got to put out a, a certain type of there's a certain structure that you have to go by for these albums, a certain sound that the label wants to go for. Whereas a mixtape is what the artists want. It's what they want it to sound like. So, and I mean, and Crib was doing independent work when, you know, Crib was here and all that, all the all those other mixtapes that came before the deal, you know, and that did be so like. He's not gonna have any problem with anything. And shoot, even when he, when this whole article, uh, when all this came out about him leaving Def Jam, um, he re- announced that he was dropping a mixtape, which is called Twelve for Twelve. So, right. so yesterday, um, he dropped a track from Twelve for Twelve every single hour from starting at twelve noon, which was brilliant. I gotta say, a brilliant uh, marketing concept for him to do to drop a mixtape. So, but uh, I got to take. I did. I know. I know. Young, you didn't get a chance to check it out, but I got to say, uh, I know you're going to Disney, man. I truly, highly, highly recommend. It's jamming, and if you going through Disneyland, you know, you got a moment, want to pop on some headphones. That twelve for twelve will get you right. Yeah, I check it out. Twelve twelve will definitely get you right. If anybody is a is a big Crip fan, haven't haven't heard about a you know anything like that, go find it on your favorite mixtape website. Download it. It, it is definitely if you, even if you haven't heard of Big Crip, go check it out. It's worth it. It's nothing but it's twelve freestyles. Can't get no better than that. 
So, all right, man. What, what, what site did he post it on? Uh, it was on Hot New Hip Hop, where where okay. we had it on. So, um, you can easily get it off. Easily get it off of there. That's where I got it from. So, um, okay. So we got uh, so the boy Ti. Uh, Ti's being sued by 12, 12 of his restaurant uh, workers. Uh, Ti owns a restaurant in Atlanta called Scales Nine Twenty Five. Uh, this is all in relations to. Um, it's really a thing of not really saying that when I wouldn't kind of, I mean, yeah, you can blame him because of course, yes, he's the owner of the restaurant, but the more of the situation is kind of mostly based around the software that they use to clock in and clock out only allows them to do a, a maximum of 40 hours. If they do any type of overtime, they have to clock out. So there was a couple situations where I guess whatever management was in the building or whatever made them work. They some some employees had worked on several occasions on overtime, but it was not documented, and so they weren't compensated for it. So, I mean, it's really in in more than mine says like okay, just upgrade the software or get a different type of software that's going to be able to clock overtime for them, and you know, problem solved and compensate the people that you know. For what they owe, right? Well, shoot, even documented on manual timesheets. All you know, all yeah, workplaces. All, work, mean, all workplaces got that. I know that's for a fact. When um, I used to work for a company and they deal overtime, and the computer would kick you out. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had these timesheets, and you just fill in that timesheet, and um, you know, turn it in. Yeah. And uh, whoever the manager on duty just initials it. Yeah. So, but you know, it kind of sucks when you are the manager and well, you one of the managers, and so you gotta get another manager to document to, 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 prove to your document time. Your, your, when they ain't even there. Yeah. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, yeah, same thing with my with my day job, man. Yeah, I mean, we have a software. It's a software I log into every single day. Um, but most of the time, when I hit forty hours within a week's time, then it's, I'm I'm clocking overtime until the until the new until the new week. So, um, so I don't never really had that problem too much or anything like that. Previous job before that, man, I was punching a manual time clock, uh, which was kind of weird to be you know in the two thousand having a manual time clock. But you know, one thing about it, if systems or computer systems were working right, we always had a way to document our time. That was a great thing about it, though. So. You know what? I've been working since I was 13. I've never used a manual time clock. I, I used it for probably Russell close to 10 years while I was working at. Never used one. I always had a key card or had to punch in a number or something. Yep. Yep. I had that for, we had, we had it for a while. And then when we renovated, went to a new system, and then I went to more of a, a digital format where I was typing in a pin code to, to clock in and clock out. But so. But yeah, man, now that 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 sucks though. Um, pretty sure Ti uh, Ti is an upstanding dude. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna clear that up. So probably just a mismanagement of the management that's in the building. So uh, we got Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover. Um, for those who watch television, because there's a lot of people that claim they don't watch TV anymore. 
um, on the station of FX. Uh, he's getting ready to come out with a new show called Atlanta. I've seen the the promo reels for it um, when I've been watching television, watching certain shows. Um, he actually uh, announced that the release date, the debut of the show will be September 6th, which would be pretty much your fall, your fall uh, going into your fall mm-hmm. lineups. Fall, yeah, your fall lineup and stuff like that. Uh, so, and for those who don't know, Childish Gambino is actually from Atlanta. He's from uh, Stone Mountain, so uh, a little bit outside Atlanta there. And you got uh, so basically the show Atlanta is going to be pretty much revolve around uh, two cousins who are on their way up through the Atlanta rap scene. So, be something that we probably can, you know, that definitely going to look into because I'm a fan of. Childish Gambino myself, so I'm definitely looking to that. I'm always down for some shows that's about music and hip hop, so I'll definitely be I'll definitely be checking it out. Yeah, man, I'm gonna check that out too because I've been seeing uh, reels for it myself. Um, I watch FX a lot, so um, I want to um, check that out. I need to, you know, see something different. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So hey, did you ever get a chance to uh, speaking of uh, shows about hip hop? Did you ever get a chance to check out that show? Uh, I kind of caught a couple episodes, like an episode of it. Did you get a chance to watch the show Moguls with Dame? No. And, um, oh, that's right, because freaking yeah, freaking Viacom, man. Um, yeah, but yeah, the show it's because um, this guy's uh, you got Snoop on there, you got Baby. You got uh, Dame Dash, and then you got yeah, you got Jermaine Dupri on there, and so it's primarily them. They you know they got new artists that they're working with and stuff like that. It's, it's more of a reality based type type TV show and stuff like that. Um, seems pretty seems pretty decent, you know, so far. I'm still I'm still asking myself how in the hell is Dame Dash still going around with car service, but that's beyond me because you know. Well, you know, Dame Dash um, also owns a lot of um, car dealerships. He um, he still he still got a lot of independent businesses outside of the music business that's profitable to him. So, you know, that's how he can still deal. You know, with certain stuff. Yeah, so he's trying to. That's some artists. Like I think it's like one or two artists on there that he's working with. You know, trying to make a. Trying to make a comeback, man. I haven't seen it. There's nobody in music that's you know that's been a part of something like a Rockefeller or No Limit or uh, anything like that that was on a, that was at the top at one point and did, that made just an incredible comeback. I just haven't. We just haven't seen it in music yet, as far as with anybody. To even with a you know, for example, all these. For example, I mean, residing from Snoop because Snoop didn't really have. He was part of a movement, which was Death Row, but he wasn't the the figurehead of the whole thing, so I don't count him, but, like, you know, there was a so-so Death era in music, you know, of course, you know, Dame Dash Rockefeller, but, you know, I really don't, I'm not, you know, doubting the talent of any of the cast that they're working with or whatever, but it's just, I don't, I don't see them making, Making a big splash in, in music or anything like that with with those with those current current guys, I think their time is their time is coming gone for the most part. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I guess because you know back then they were like clicks, they were thick, 
Yeah. And, you know, um, I would like to see something like this shake back. Yeah, me, yeah, me too, man. Me too. But it also got to the point that they these these cliques or companies only start pushing out their main artists. Yeah. So those other artists, you know, fell by the wayside. Yeah, and then you know, okay, let's go back to the since you say that, let's go back to the whole Big Chris situation with Def Jam. Like you were saying, like you know, they shelving, you know, in a sense, you you shelving shelving certain artists and stuff like that. Def, um record labels, especially high profile record labels that get all these artists, is like they have the they have kind of like a. I know they want to have a lot of different talents and different talents to pull from and all of that, but they almost kind of have a, like a little kid syndrome when it comes to, when it comes to artists. It's like a kid that has too many toys, but you know, he only plays with certain ones that are his favorites and the rest of them get put in the toy box. That's basically how record labels are. I mean, they don't, that's why certain artists that we, you know, as a fan, you feel like, Oh man, why they not, giving this person a shot or giving this person a chance or anything like that and they just you know not doing and then then sometimes the case may be like what happened with Swisher House you know so many people start getting a fan base and everybody start getting the big head you know what I'm saying so they they thinking I'm better than this artist I'm thinking but then, then this artist and you know you know they break up labels too yeah, that's true. Yeah, that does. That does too. Most of the time, egos is always a lot of the times the case with you know labels and stuff breaking up like that. Yeah, but I think this should be. I mean, me personally, or like cash money. Yeah, exactly. They like, folks yeah. are not getting paid. Yeah, and that's see that. I mean, they were putting focus on they were putting focus on on everybody, and they was almost doing it the right way. But you had this crooked person in the mix that wasn't you know wasn't paying up so. But yeah, that's 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 definitely you know a very big problem in in music and record labels. Even with a lot of the a lot of the big artists that j- tend to um, start their own record label, and of course they'll get you know somebody in their in their clique or their group. And I know, for example, with Disturbing the Peace, Disturbing the Peace was like the first was the first group I kind of felt like, oh man, I think everybody in that group was going to actually, you know, pop off with something. But it just didn't materialize for some of them. I know, like, like Shauna was, like, could have been the next one that would have been just as, just as big as Ludacris, but, I mean, I don't know what happened with that. I don't know what happened with that situation. Same thing for, like, the boy, uh, the boy I-20 was another one, so. Mm. Uh, I never felt too confident in DTP. The same way I didn't feel too confident in the other people in um, Grand Hustle. Because Ludacris and T.I. are two big personalities. They're going to always overshadow everybody else behind them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but T.I. But now here's, here's one thing, though. T.I. is almost is almost really going to be the exception to the rule because, okay, you got T.I., of course, which is the head. 
B.O.B. is blown up. He's crossed over on his first album and, you know, still has mainstream appeal and stuff like that. Um, you got Iggy Azalea is another one. You got um, Dro is another one. Travis Scott is another one. So, I mean, in recent years, you know, Grand Hustle has switched it up. Yeah, quite but, a, quite uh, a, yeah, quite. A, they switched it up quite a bit. But you know, back, I, back, back at the peak of all that, I didn't see it happening. Yeah, me neither, man. Because it was like, I mean, in the, in the beginning, it was really just Ti, and then you know he had uh, he had PSC, uh, which was just the guys he grew up with. You know, they dropped the album, and that was primarily it until they just started, you know, picking up because they had the issues they had with Young LA and they dropped him and they had the situation with Alpha Omega and stuff like that. (laughs) So they finally, you know, they finally, and then of course, you know, with T.I., you know, catching the case and everything, you know, they kind of slowed down the momentum of everything with what they had going. So, you know, but if anybody I feel that could probably that like I said, anybody I could feel that could probably do it, which they are doing it right now, uh, it would be them. They just gotta really they just gotta really pick up the I would love to see them pick up momentum and just be, you know you know, it's it's cool to see like that's all you like when certain certain artists or certain labels, you know, just like once upon a time you was always seeing Wayne, Nikki, Drake. Wayne, Nikki, Drake everywhere. Right. Every in every song, which and so like I wouldn't mind seeing you know, Ti, Bob, Dro, Iggy, Travis Scott all in you know, all over the place. That'll be you know just something different. So it shakes up things, get people something different to look at. So, so the same old, same old, same old stuff all the time. All right, man. So um, before we get into everything else, uh, first off, we want to. Uh, remind you guys, remind the listeners of the Hip Hop Rejects about uh, the one year, the anniversary show of the Hip Hop Reject, which is July 22nd, 2016, episode 35 of the Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, please make sure you guys mark your calendars for that date um, and make sure we're going to have a, like I said, like we said before, we're going to have some special guests on. We're going to be doing uh, a live stream through Sprinker. So make sure you guys go to our Facebook page. We have an event already up on there that you guys can click that you're attending and then it also has the link for um our sound uh for our sprinkler page so you all you guys have the link saved where you guys will know exactly where to go when the show starts uh so make sure you got mark your calendars for that so <clears throat> let's see man okay so this past week uh, we've had a lot of you know very tragic situations go down in different in different cities and stuff like that in relations to um, police violence and police, you know, really jumping the good, you know, no pun intended, jumping the gun um, in a lot of in a lot of situations. And then and in reverse of that on yesterday, we had the situation in Dallas with the sniper you know, taking down a bunch of uh, Dallas cops as well, doing a doing a peaceful protest. Um, I let you I let you go first, John. Give your thoughts on you know everything that went down. Well, I know it's some things you're not gonna agree with me with, and 
you know, we boys, man. We've been boys for years. So, I mean, you know the type of person I am. Uh, I'm going to speak on Philando Castro and Alton Sterling first. Okay. What was done to them was cruel, in my opinion, intentional. And just it just was no excuse for it. No, I wasn't wasn't at all, man. Not at all. You got out you got all this video evidence and you know, only thing they do is put these guys on administrative leaves. You know. And me personally, I'm tired, like and, 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 it, and it seems like it just ramped up once Barack Obama got um, elected into office that we seeing these young black men being killed. Yeah. And I'm trying not to get too radical in what I'm about to say. But what occurred in Dallas was going to happen eventually. I'm not saying it's right what happened. It was just a powder keg that was stirring up that was bound to happen somewhere in America at some time because of all this that's been going on. We've had so many people kill these young people, these young men and women, police officers who who take an oath to serve and protect that have only disturbed and taken life away. Around here in Greenville, I see police officers not doing what they're supposed to do. You got police officers, I mean, there have been cases of police officers committing statutory rape, committing rape, you know, police officers. We we recently had a police officer from this city go to prison because they beat up a suspect and robbed him and split the money. You know, and so I'm not saying all police officers are bad, but the people in charge of these police officers know what these police officers are doing but still allow them to take the taxpayer dollars and they are killing these people that are paying their taxes because anytime you go buy anything from a store you're paying taxes anytime you uh, do your income tax you're paying taxes pretty much anything you do you're paying taxes on it and those taxes if there are state taxes city taxes or anything like that you're paying those police officers and yet those police officers are drawing a paycheck yet killing the people that are paying them and I have a real big problem with that like I said I'm not saying all police officers are bad but they really 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 need to go through and weed out the ones that are bad because if they don't more and more people will begin to shoot police officers and we will have a fallout war between civilians and police officers in this country. And I'm starting to think that's what they want. The government could have been, the government could have been done something about this. 
they haven't. It's been going on for almost. It's been going on for years, years, years. This has been going on since before we were born. Yeah, and part of yeah, and part of that is um, due to the fact of the improvement of technology. Because I mean, it's been like you say, it's been going on for years. It just took the advancement of technology to, you know, for example, thank goodness for Facebook uh, launching Facebook Live with the whole Philando situation. I mean, it allowed her to be in the videotape and it's automatically being uploaded, you know, to live social media. So there was no way for them to get out of it. And the Philando situation is, is, I mean, I won't say it's the worst out of two, but it really, it really is because the guy was still in his car, in his seatbelt. Like he didn't do anything at all to cause this to happen to him. For those who don't know, Philando, it was a traffic stop. Um, he asked Philando to go for his license registration, and he shot the guy five times. And this is while a four-year-old child was in the back seat, and his fiance was in the car as well. And you know, watching the video, I told him don't reach forward. He told you he had a registered weapon. You told him to get his license and registration. He reached for it, and and, but you gonna shoot him and say. I told him don't reach for it. Like, dude. You just asked, and his girl repeated. He said, no, you asked him for his license registration. So. See, these people, and it's mostly white cops because they're they're raised to fear us. See, they're raised to fear us. They're, They're raised to say, never trust a black person. All black people are wrong. Do bad things. This young man didn't live a life of crime this young man worked at an elementary school where they called him Phil even the students called him Phil and like the principal said they had to go to their school and tell those children that Phil will never be coming back to work because he got killed by a police officer Alton Sterling Somebody was bothering him. He told them, "Look, I got a gun. Please leave me alone." You supposed to have you, you you got a registered gun for protection, right? This man walked off and called the police. Said, "It's a man out here selling CDs with a gun." He did it to be vindictive, right? And got this man killed, right? And then the thing is, when you watch that video, they had his armpit. One cop had his arm pinned. The other cop had his arm on the arm, had his knee on his arm. And they say, gun, and shoot the man. But he couldn't reach in his pocket. They go, when the man laying on the, on the ground with blood leaking out his chest, they go and pull the gun out his pocket. Right. And then go in the convenience store and without a search warrant or anything just take the tape out the convenience store of everything that happened because they know they did wrong if you had if you if it was justified for what you was doing there wouldn't have been no there wouldn't have been no need to pull surveillance tape that's a clear you know that's a clear example that you was in the wrong that criminals do that so and then the whole thing about I've I've watched numerous uh numerous news outlets uh, I know one guy was talking about you know 
um, I think it was a former police officer or whatever, but um, was saying something about, you know, you couldn't see his hands. I watched the video. His One of his hands was free. He was not reaching for a weapon. The guy was tackled. He didn't have the weapon drawn or anything. What? I mean, okay. Last time I checked with police officers, they're supposed to neutralize. Neutralize don't mean shoot in the chest. Neutralize means shoot in the leg or limbs so that you won't run away. Something. But nobody's doing any of that. And see, I recently... You know who my best friend is, Royalty. Yeah. He's a DEA agent. And we recently got into a little small argument because I told him, I said, I ain't see you posting anything on Facebook about Philando Castro or Alton Sterling, but now you want people to pray and have sympathy for these police officers that got killed. I don't have no love loss. I mean, I'm not... I'm, I I may sound like a a, a a a bad person when I say this, but I really don't care because you know the police officers feel like anytime their comrades. Their, their brothers and sisters in blue do something wrong that is justified when it's not. Right. And, and they want to say their job's stressful. That's not an excuse because a lot of people... Royalty, you got a stressful job. Damn right. But you ain't out killing people. Right. I ain't, I ain't wilding out on... I ain't wilding out on people outside my job because my job is stressful. No, I'm not doing that. And to, to back that up with the whole... Um, and see... Um, Hot 97, Rose, um, Peter Rosenberg gave a great example of all of this. Okay. With somebody, anybody, somebody in, as far as that's a police officer, all the good cops need to stand up for what's right and call these people out and say, because like Rosenberg said, there's a problem with the organization of police officers around the nation because they, they, they believe so much in this brotherhood that they won't, you know, they won't point the finger at, at one another or anything of the sorts because they're scared of losing their job or, you know, or anything like that. And understand it's the government, the law, but, you know, as far as, good will always exceed evil in the end. So, yeah, you may get fired from your job at a police officer, but maybe it was meant for you to to be the one to expose it. And, you know, it's that's it's going to have to come from them. Man. It's got to like, like the, just like the the young lady that did the Facebook video, man, she's she uh, did a video today um, and she's been suspended because she spoke out. Yes, that, because she's a police officer in East Cleveland, Ohio where a lot of my family's from and for her to be suspended for that was just was was just pure stupidity because guess what you just violated her constitutional right right 
just because just because she spoke out against and that's and that's and that's the problem right now because you got because they're taking actions like that because they're so afraid of their brotherhood that they don't want it to be they don't want it to be broken man look there are people they're bad people in every single form of whatever it is that you're doing that's just a given and ingest and that's just where the world is there are bad people that are running gigantic companies and corporations that don't deserve to and that launder money it's the same thing just because they take an oath doesn't mean all of you guys are good some of you people some of these guys i hear uh were bullied as kids and they become a police officer and now they have a god complex because they have the law on their side and now they have they're wielding a weapon but now Here's the other side of the coin with some of the other things. Like, okay, with social media, I've, you know, I've been posting a couple things um, through Facebook over today. And we, as African-Americans, man, as, as a black community, we have to, we have to respond in a, in a more intelligent fashion because the whole Dallas situation was not the correct way to respond to all of that. Because again, it goes back and proves that, you know, it may, it puts us in a negative light. We, as hard as it is, man, as hard as it is with everything with the police brutality that, you know, that we're going through right now, we have to take a more intelligent move with a lot of this in a lot of cases same thing with you know and certain you know certain high profile celebrities been saying is Jesse Williams David Banner most deaf um to uh Dia Hewlett and stuff like that we have to we got to take a more we have to use whatever we have just like with royalty and young flat and the rest we have to take our platforms and take an intelligent stance on this situation because we have to we have to kind of spin this and, and, and bring ourselves into a more intelligent light. And we were going that route last night in Dallas, but we had somebody that but, that messed but it up. But you know what it seemed like though, man? Been trying to take the peaceful right ever the peaceful way ever since the civil rights movement. But it never they always responded with violence. Like, I'm not condoning the violence. I'm just saying this is the mindset of a lot of black people right now. Right. We've been dealing with violence ever since we were brought over to this continent. Right. But what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is you have those you have the people who are not African-American that are kind of like, okay, you got the black community and you have those people who don't like black people. But in the middle, you have this large group of people who don't know what to think because some because some are white, some are Hispanic, some are Asian, and they don't know what to think. And if what I'm saying is if we can paint ourselves in a better light as the more intelligent, we make those who are racist, we make them look stupid. We can't That's true too, but we, we've been we, trying to do that for years, though, man. It hasn't made any progress. But we have to you have to continue to you have to continue because 
bloodshed is not going to get us anywhere, man. It's not going to do anything. It's just going to make us seem just that much more ignorant. And it's just going to it's a cycle. We have to. And then it also goes back to this is something else I posted. It also goes back to the people you put in office and that are police commissioners, man. We as a young generation, as millennials and, you know, us of the 20s and 30s and stuff like that, we don't we tend to put all our focus on the presidential election because we feel that we've been brainwashed to believe that's what's going to make a difference in the world when in 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 the real case is it kind of does but it kind of doesn't because if you are familiar you've been to school and you know government you know that you know the president can be succeeded by a body of congress so we got to and this, we have to, you know, we have to start focusing on getting the right people in the right positions that's going to that's going to take care of us and that care about us and that have morals. Because taking take a you know, what I mean, just think about this for a second. Young. If let's say if we were to take a more of a stance and get the right people as a police commissioner. We wouldn't be getting all these police officers just getting suspended with pay. If somebody that really had morals and cared about human lives and didn't have a didn't, you know, is not showing favoritism and is doing, you know, what's right is what's right and what's wrong is what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. It's just that I'm looking at the reality of the situation and looking at that people are getting fed up, man. And, you know, like I said, I'm not telling people to get violent. I'm just looking at what's going to happen. I'm looking at it. Us telling them, you've been having people ever since before Martin Luther King to say, you know, nonviolence is the way to go. Be intelligent. Be this way. And the college I went to, I went to Southern Miss. Let me tell you something. I was, in a, I was at a college that was started by a, man, a college in a town started by one of the founders of the Ku Klux Klan and you gotta deal with that history as a black person but I'm trying to get my education you gotta deal with that history you gotta deal with all the bigotry you gotta deal with all them always thinking that the lighter skinned race the white, the white people are better than you and you gotta work 30 times harder you got to study a hundred times harder. You got to live it like literally living in the South. Just living in the South is a full time job dealing with white people. And it's, it gets frustrating. That's what I'm that's what all I'm saying. Like a lot of these people are frustrated. And then when you got these platforms like like Facebook and stuff like that, people are just venting. So, you know, the things that they say on Facebook, I guarantee you, like nine times out of ten, a lot of those people, co-workers that are white, and they're saying these things, those co-workers aren't their friends on Facebook. Yeah. So, so they just, only thing they're doing is vetting the people that understand how they feel. And I can understand that. I haven't put posted anything on Facebook, you know, saying how I really feel about anything because... Except because I come from a biracial background family. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to alienate any of my other family members or anything of that nature. 
but I can understand what people are feeling. No, I understand. I understand what people are feeling too. So man. when they want to express themselves and they saying things negative, they're getting all that negativity out their system the best way they can, and they just want somebody to listen. Yeah, and I get that. I get. I get that. You know that people want to go to social media, and they want to vent. You know, they want to vent their frustration. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean. Social media, it's you know, it's for you to 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 voice your opinion, um, but it's just you know, it's certain things I would see like man, you know, oh I'm at work and this you know I'm making my I'm making my you know the, the, my coworkers that are white are, are, are feeling real uncomfortable right now and all this other stuff. It's like you know, that's, that type of stuff. That type of stuff is not necessary. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you know. You know, venting your frustration. You know, venting your frustrations and things of that nature. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody does that in those type of situations. And I'm gonna know. tell you, we had we had a coworker get fired one one time at the roots. Mm-hmm. You know, the old roots. Yeah. He came in one day talking about, oh, I know y'all. Uh, I know y'all watched Roots last night, but I ain't scared of y'all like that. Yeah, your see. store manager is black. It's <laughs> like really, dude. It's the dumbest thing you could have said. <laughs> Tracy, if you listen to this, you heard what Royalty just said. That was the dumbest thing you could have ever said. It's like, come on, man. Like, really? You, yeah. It's just some stuff. And okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna really wrap this up. Uh, but I'm gonna we're gonna. So couple touch on a couple little more time before we end the, end the, end the show. Um, Jesse Williams said something on a YouTube video that that really caught my attention. Okay, if you haven't really, I mean, if you haven't really grown up around like black people, there's a tendency that you may end up being racist. That's just that's just the probability of of you know of it. I mean, shoot, that's a part of that's a part of Texas. Um, a little bit outside of Houston called Vider. There ain't no black people out there. And they don't like I've had, I work in I work in a industry where we do service calls and so we have service calls, we have customers out there, we have to go service and I can't send anybody that's a minority out there because they would deny them service. And I've heard many stories of it happening before. I've had I've had I've had people, I've had people literally, I had one lady literally call in because I take calls from a call center for service calls. And I had a lady, and this wasn't even a white person. This was a Hispanic lady that said that, can you make sure you don't send nobody Hispanic or black to her house? This is not a white person saying this, mind you. So it's everywhere, man. So, I mean, it's not just them. It's 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 people. Like I said, we have to. It's hard to do, but we, I know, in in past and in certain situations, there's some just like they're, just like they're bad cops, and things of that nature. There are some of us that are part of the black community that have made a bad example for us. And so they stereotype and box us all the same. 
Am I not? Am I right, y'all? Yeah, you're right. That's part of it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that you know we you got to stay quiet. But there are in each group of in each group of people. There are good cops and there are bad cops. And there's there's black people and there's white people. I mean, there's there's black people that make us. There's black people that make us look really bad and they act very ignorant. That the reason why those situations with Fernando and Alton happen because you've had they've probably heard horror stories of you know certain people doing this and air traffic stops and that's not and that's not supporting what they what they've done and because that doesn't justify any of that but at the at the same token you know we're part of that group you know that wants to see change that wants to make things happen and stuff like that and then we just but the thing is we just we need those officers that are part of that group part of that group they need to take a stand man it has to like I mean we've been fighting it for years it's gonna have to come from their side man it has to that's the only way it's gonna really change they have to stand the the, the good cops have to stand up and say and, and point the fingers like no this is this, this is not right and you need to be gone. All of you. So. Um, Young, you got anything else to add on that, man? Before we end the show? No, no man. I'm just, I'm just praying that, you know what I'm saying, that it do get better. But, you know what I'm saying, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't finna speak on it no more, man. All right. All right. So. Get ready to end in the thirty third episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. Um, again, as I repeated before, uh, we're two episodes away from the anniversary show, so make sure you guys mark that on your calendar. Check out check us out on Facebook, and make sure you guys add that to your calendar on Facebook so you can attend the attend the live stream. Um, ways you guys listen to us every single week is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Sprinker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music. We're now also now on Player FM. You guys can also hit us up, uh, all my Android users on Podcast Attic and download the app on there as well. Uh, you catch the Hip Hop Rejects every single Monday. Also, all my independent artists out there, uh, make sure you guys hit us up on uh, our Gmail account at the Hip Hop Rejects at Gmail, or you guys can search us on SoundCloud where you listen to us all the time and shoot us some music, man. Uh, we'll put you guys up on Indie Spotlight. I know we got some recent submissions. Uh, we just haven't really had a whole lot of time to look over them, uh, but we'll be um, getting back into the rotation of Indie Spotlight um, on the next episode. We'll be spotlighting some spotlighting, pick out some more artists to spotlight on there. Um, make sure you guys also follow us. Um, on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, we do have the YouTube channel now, so make sure you guys uh, subscribe to that. Uh, we put a lot of exclusive interviews and a lot of uh, the episodes up on there as well. And I think that's it. Um, get ready for, we're getting ready for episode 34. So, uh, you, know, you got any, what you got to say, man? Uh, y'all stay blessed, man. Stay safe. And good night, man. We'll holler at y'all next week. Hey, everybody, stay blessed. Stay prayed up, man. Um, be safe. Um, just make good decisions, man, you know. So, um, 
and we out.